0: You're listening to ENN Radio, a weekly podcast from Elon News Network that brings you the stories behind the stories. I'm Alex Hager. Thanks for joining us. Over the past weekend, Hurricane Michael rolled straight through Alamance County, bringing two and a half inches of rain and winds that got up to 56 miles per hour. Most folks were gone for fall break at that point, but among those left on campus was our always intrepid reporter, Anton Delgado. He joins us now to talk about what he saw. Anton, thanks for coming on the show.
1: No, thank you, Alex. It's an honor to be here.
0: So Anton, you stuck it out on campus and reported through the whole storm. What was it like being out there during a hurricane?
1: Well, it was an experience I've never had before. I've actually never reported on a natural disaster, so that was a new set of skills that I had to pick up on the spot. It was pretty difficult to find that balance between speed and accuracy. As one of the only reporters that was consistently on the field throughout the weekend. Anything that went wrong with the coverage was on my head, and I needed to make sure to stay on top of everything. But especially in our field, there are always moments that you'll hear older reporters talk about how one or two stories define their career and change the way they looked at journalism. And I definitely had this experience this weekend. So I'm glad that the second I saw the rain coming down and trees going down, I had the courage to grab a camera, throw on some boots, and honestly accept the fact that I'd be wet for the next few hours.
0: So as part of your coverage, you tagged along with Elon's physical plan and really got a front row seat to how they were responding to the hurricane. How did that all sort out?
1: Well, so the second the rain started happening, I knew we had to get people. So I went out into the storm and was looking for folks to take photos of and to interview about whether or not the storm was going to be affecting their lives. And that's when I saw the physical plants, uh, those tiny little Cushman carts that drive around with the with the bright beaming orange lights. And I ran straight into one, and it just so happened to be Wendy Williams's cart. And she is the university arborist, uh, which is a tree surgeon. And when I asked what she was good, what she was going to be doing throughout the storm, she mentioned how a lot of trees were going to be going down and how she was going to be in charge of the cleanup effort. And I asked her if I could tag along with her for the, throughout the rest of the day. And she said yes. And then I asked her again the next day if I could tag along. And she said yes. And we kind of just formed that relationship that I got to follow her story throughout the entire weekend.
0: And those folks over at Physical Plant Mm -hmm. really had their hands full during that weekend. And what kind of damages were they dealing with?
1: So on early estimates, they estimated about 17 downed trees and more than 40 damaged trees. A lot of trees were just completely ripped from their roots, from the mixture of the wind and the rains, while others just had branches ripped off um, from the 56 miles per hour wind, like you mentioned earlier. Um, What was really dangerous was the fact that a lot of these trees fell onto buildings and cars and power lines, which is why... We lost power here on campus. And as a whole, I think that was the main thing that they were dealing with, thankfully. And I'm sure Ms. Williams and a lot of other physical plant folks were quite glad that they didn't have to deal with the power outages that were going on around the community.
0: Some of those damages you were talking about were definitely expected by physical plant, but they also got thrown a good deal of curveballs. Mm-hmm. What kind of stuff were they ready for and what had them scrambling?
1: I definitely think the power outage was something that the physical plant hadn't planned for, but mostly because it's not their job. So I think when that happened and the university as a whole started having to plan to host, I think it's more than 300 students that live at Mill Point, and they had to start figuring out what they were going to do with those students, that's when there was a bit more of that scrambling sensation. For physical plant alone, I think something that they hadn't expected was what the trees would be hitting. So a lot of trees got knocked straight onto the road. Other trees um, crushed cars in the global neighborhood parking lot. And I don't think the physical plant was prepared to deal with those specific instances of trees hitting very important parts of campus.
0: It's worth noting that this is the second of two hurricanes in almost exactly a month. Florence was really not that long ago, but the two storms played out very differently. What were some of the differences you noticed?
1: So naturally most and most obviously were the damages, right? We didn't, I don't think we had a single downed tree in Florence, and the worst that we got was a little bit of flooding in some of the buildings. Whereas for this storm, you know, 17 downed trees, power outages, it was a lot worse than, than Florence was. And in terms of a network perspective, we actually left an entire team here to report throughout Florence. We had 17 people here. We, You actually acted as one of our coordinators who was in charge of all of our coverage, and we had a clear set of goals every single day. Whereas for Michael, I woke up one morning, went to lunch, and right after that, I got hit by a hurricane and realized that we had to do our jobs. So that was definitely a bit more of a surprise and a big difference from what I was ex- what I was expecting to do this fall break.
0: And how about the university talking mm-hmm. about physical plan and talking about how the university prepared on their side of things? Mm-hmm.
1: So I actually got to speak with Bob Shea, who's the vice president for business and technology and finances here on campus. And he's also the manager of the emergency operations center that they activated throughout Florence. So during Florence, he was in charge of all the different emergency preparedness that actually didn't end up Um, having to be necessary. Whereas for this week, he definitely worked a lot um, more on on his feet. You know, when the tree and haggard went down, he was on the front lines of that. And a lot more surprises came his way, for sure. And the big differences I think the university hadn't seen coming was the power outages. I think that was something that the university knew they couldn't handle themselves because we don't have that type of equipment. And they knew they would be relying on Duke Energy and other organizations to help us with that. So I think that's something that we hadn't originally foreseen as a community.
0: You can check out all of the photos, videos, and stories from Anton's hurricane coverage on our website, elonnewsnetwork.com. Anton, thanks so much for stopping by and sharing your insight.
1: Thanks for having me, Alex. It was great being here.
0: The Elon football team was off to a historically hot start this season, but that streak of success may be coming to an end. Two of the team's brightest stars have been on the sidelines with injuries, and after last week's loss to Delaware, it's becoming evident that their absence could seriously derail the team's winning ways. It went public on Monday that dynamic sophomore quarterback Davis Cheek will be missing the rest of the season with a torn ACL. It's an injury you see in the headlines all the time if you're a sports fan, but one that could use a little more explaining. I sat down with Joyce Davis, a professor of exercise science here at Elon and an expert in biomechanics, the study of how the body moves. She told me a little bit about why ACL tears are so severe.
2: The purpose of the anterior ligament, ACL, is to prevent instability forward and backward. So anytime you have, um, anytime either of those ligaments is compromised, you're going to have instability and, of course, pain that goes along with it.
0: Davis also said that ACL tears are particularly common in sports just because of the extra demand put on the human body and all the parts that make it move. Actually, the play that saw Cheek tear his ACL was a non-contact play. He wasn't even hit by a defender when he went down with the injury. He just stuck his foot in the grass and twisted his knee in a way that his knee didn't want to be twisted. Davis says that's not uncommon with ACL injuries.
2: Well, the knee is not really mechanically structured to do the things that we require it to do the knee is very good at moving forward and backward or what we call flexion and extension but it is not very good at rotational movements and it's not good at lateral movements and if you think about the things that athletes typically do they pivot, they cut, they um, jump which means they're going to be landing and so if you do not have good alignment when you land for example that's going to uh, put stre- extra stress on all four of those ligaments and um, there's potential for injury.
0: But it's not just the QB that's having trouble with an injury. Running back Malcolm Summers didn't play last Saturday and there are fears that it could be a problem with his hamstring. He tore the muscle last year and spent the latter half of the season on the bench and there's a chance that he could have re that tear with all the running he's been doing this fall. Davis says that muscles take some time to heal and an athlete could be at increased risk of re-injury if they're not careful.
2: But even A mild muscle tear will result in some scarring of the tissue as it heals, making it less capable of functioning the way that muscles are intended to function. Uh, Muscles have properties of contractility. They get shorter, they have elasticity, they get longer, um, and they have a property that we call excitability. They respond to um, a stimulus from the nervous system. Uh, When those movement patterns are compromised then it puts the person at risk for re-injury
0: we'll see tomorrow if summer's hamstring is healthy enough to play and how the team moves on without their starting quarterback the phoenix have a 130 kickoff against richmond over at Road stadium thanks for tuning in to enn radio we'll be back next week with more stories from campus and beyond for all of our coverage when we're not on the air go to elonnewsnetwork.com you can catch our live television broadcast monday nights at six and pick up a copy of our paper on Wednesday mornings. I'm Alex Hager, have a great weekend.